May 18th, John chapter 10, verses 1 through 21. I, Jesus, assure you, anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. For a shepherd enters through the gate, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they recognize his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't recognize his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant, so he explained it to them. I assure you, I am the gate for the sheep, he said. All others who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. Wherever they go, they will find green pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give life in all its fullness. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will leave the sheep because they aren't his and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he is merely hired and has no real concern for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. The Father loves me because I lay down my life, that I may have it back again. No one can take my life from me. I lay down my life voluntarily, for I have the right to lay it down when I want to, and also the power to take it again, for my Father has given me this command. When he said these things, the people were again divided in their opinions about him. Some of them said, He has a demon, or he's crazy. Why listen to a man like that? Others said, This doesn't sound like a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Zach, uh, phase two. I uh, phase up to phase three here in a couple weeks. You know, I, uh, I've had some things on my heart over the past seven or so days. Um, and I've been writing stuff down. And today I really have, you know, really something just, uh, genuine and heartfelt I, I wanted to share with everybody so uh you know i've uh, been experienced of what it feels like just to uh, miss somebody um or you know realize that you need somebody um you know and you don't really understand the importance of that somebody or people um until it's too late sometimes um, or just when you just don't have them around for a period, you realize how important they were. You know, I've been servant leading for, you know, it's going on 10 days now, and I have my brothers in my life who I talk to and 
have been growing in relationships with for the past couple of months. I, you know, haven't experienced uh, a family day uh, since I've been in phase two due to Corona. And don't get me wrong, I am okay with that. I am grateful with what I have and I'm very blessed. Uh, but it just allowed me to realize uh, what's most important uh, in this time that I'm going through, uh, that I'm able to grow from it, that I'm able to not dwell on the negative parts of everything, that I'm able to find the good and the reason behind why things happen. Uh, so I just want to share something I wrote and I've been uh, writing about the past uh, few days and uh, it just came together and it really just uh, really touched my heart. So I hope it touches your heart. Uh, God puts people, places, and things in our lives for a reason. Uh, that's what we hear most. When they are removed from our lives, do we think the same thing? Or do we think it's a punishment, a mistake, or us thinking we had some sort of control and God had no part at all in the removal of them? Well, I've come to the conclusion that they are removed for a God-created reason as well. I systematically ponder the phrase, you don't know what you have until it's gone, carouseling my way around the word why. Why do I miss them? Why do I not? Why are they gone? Why do I care? Continually reaching the same mind-bending destination that they have been removed so that I may agonizingly long for their presence. We were created to be relational, not to be alone, yet it takes us being alone to silently conclude that fact. It takes us going without to realize what we desire most, or does it? I find the illusion of not knowing what you have is the most overused excuse we rely on when others are removed. The reality of our situation is that we knew exactly what we had, we just never thought we would lose it. We find ourselves at a very evident solution. Luke 12:31 tells us to seek first his kingdom and all these things will be given to you. Anything we put before him, we will lose. Every time we worry, doubt, or stress over the things he's removed, we are basically saying we are in control and we can figure out a solution. Psalms 46:2 says, Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed. Verse 10 tells me to be still and know he is God. Worry, doubt, and stress have our minds anything but still. Why is it so easy to believe he created the stars, yet we refute the fact that he is our refuge? When we look at Luke 10, 38-42, we see the contrast between Martha and Mary. Martha may have been the one to invite Jesus in, but she was not able to stop her worry, self-doubt, and stress. She in turn felt she was right by taking control and trying to please Jesus. Yet Mary is the one who Christ said chose the good part simply by just being still. So I pray today that whatever you're going through, to remember Christ died so we could live and not to be overtaken by our worry, doubt, and stress. Regardless of our understanding of his plan for our lives, he suffered for our sins and in turn owes us nothing. 
for we owe him everything. So today, as you think about what you've lost or may lose, remember what his death allow you to gain. I love you guys. I love everybody. Um, can't wait to see my brothers again on my uh, my team. I miss you guys. Um, two guys in phase one. You know, Robbie and Dustin. You guys are doing great. I'm proud of you guys. Keep it up, man. Keep seeking his face. Everything will fall into place. And that's a promise. It says so in his word. God bless you.